0: You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 227. And today, I've got a special guest that's going to clear your money blocks so you can make more money without working so hard. Are you ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. It's your host, Melanie Benson, authority amplifier for expertpreneurs across the globe and I'm so excited for today's episode coming to you all the way from Ibiza, Spain. My special guest is joining us to tackle something that comes up for so many people as they're ready to raise their brand profile, step up their game, and really shine their light in a brighter way. And as we are establishing our authority oftentimes, new kinds of money and success blocks surface. And So before I bring in my special guest, let's talk a little bit about the process of establishing you as the authority. Mindset is a huge component of establishing ourselves as an authority in our industry. And we have to recognize that that mindset is oftentimes shaped by the actions that we take or don't take. And that's why I've put together a roadmap of the eight steps that you need to take if you want to serve more people if you want to impact the lives of the people that you were put on this planet to serve and you want to make good money in the process and this is the same roadmap that I take my Amplify Inner Circle members through and I'd like to share it with you to help you see what puzzle pieces you might be missing and to answer some of the most common questions I get about things like Melanie I'm putting all this marketing out but nothing's working and why are people choosing my competitors instead of me when I obviously have more experience and more proven results there's a lot that goes into really standing in your power as an expert and getting people to recognize your value in a authentic and powerful way so let me get this to you it's at authorityamplifiers.com you head over there download the eight steps guide. And then what I want you to do is I want you to read through it. It's a very quick read. You can read it in less than 10 minutes and ask yourself, am I doing these things at 100% or is there room for growth? And if there is room for growth and you want to chat, let me know. We are opening up spots in Amplify Inner Circle and Amplify Mastermind shortly. So you'll want to reach out and let me know that you are looking for a guide to help you master these eight steps and become the most powerful version of you so you can start changing some lives, making good money, and really having a business you love. Now, let's look at the money blocks that might be getting in the way and get those cleared out while we're at it. Welcome back, amplifiers. Today, we're talking about how to clear your money blocks to make more money without actually having to work harder. Now, let me uh, introduce you to my new friend, Polly Alexandra. She is a money mindset expert. Clearing money blocks is her superpower. She blends her powerful transformational coaching skills with her intuitive energy clearing abilities to help change makers, Visionaries, creatives, and spiritual leaders fulfill their soul's purpose and use their creative and spiritual gifts to change the world. Polly, thank you so much for joining me. This conversation has been a long time coming and I'm so looking forward to it.
1: Thank you, Melanie. I'm really excited to be here. I think it's divine timing with what we're going through collectively right now. I think it's challenging our money mindsets more than ever. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, me too. And it's
0: interesting, you know, bringing up this this time that we're at, I think mindset in general, I've been very vocal about how my mindset, my spiritual practices, my You know the work that I do on me has been one of the things that's helped me move through a lot of unexpected changes, but I think our money mindset, in particular, has really like we need all the tools we can to continue to um, like really like stand up in our power when everything seems to be out of our control. I guess is the way I would put
1: it. Yeah, 100% agree with that. It's like we're being challenged to the thousandth degree right now, because the, the news and the media is full of financial doom and gloom, full of contraction, losses, closures, um, people who are struggling. So I think that we really have to use every tool we've got to turn the tide.
0: Hmm. Well, you know, I have some questions I know I want to get into, but this is kind of opening up something that I think is super relevant right now. So let's, let's just lean into it. Um, you know, what are you seeing happening right now? Uh around the way industry has maybe disappeared completely for some types of businesses, or it's challenged the way we normally sell or enroll people. What do you think is, is uh, the thing we most need to pay attention to around our money mindset and how to show up around these uncertain times?
1: Mm, that's a great question. I think that it's extremely easy right now to slip into lack and scarcity because there is so much of it around. And when we sort of lose our normal way of doing things, our comfort zone and how things operate in the world, that that place of fear is where we automatically go to. It's like a survival instinct. So it's quite easy to slip into that at the moment uh, and to get caught up in dialogue about times being tough, times being hard. Um, one of my clients in my mastermind said to me today, you know, she said, "Thank goodness for this group because all my friends and all my family are just talking about bad news." And so I feel that you know there's an opportunity now. It's, it's like going through a boot camp, a money mindset boot camp. If you can keep a positive money mindset, look for all the opportunities. If you can believe in your worth at this time, if you can keep creating new offers and new opportunities for people, then if you can thrive now, it's going to get even better and even easier when this time uh, moves through. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I agree 100%. <laughs> and it, it is challenging to keep ourselves grounded. I think it's why masterminds and group coaching and and having a mentor is so important right now, because, you know, we can remember them, but when we're surrounded by people who are not able to hold that higher vibration or hold that, that, um, thrive mindset, as I call it, it's really easy to get sucked into the scarcity. But like, if we can just keep coming back to, okay, there is a different way to move through this. And and have people hold that energy or be part of that like that vibrational uh, uplifting. It's so much easier
1: to to stay there. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think it's community counts more than ever right now, um, and it's a big determinant of how this time is going to go for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I've um, what I've noticed is it's very easy to slip into expectations that things just will go badly at the moment. Oh, it's not possible to make money. People haven't got any money. Everybody's tightening their belts. It's easy to buy into some of those money myths. And what you've really got to be doing is looking for the opportunities. Some people are doing so well in business right now. Certain industries are thriving. There's a lot of people who haven't been affected. And there's a lot of people who are doing things they've always wanted to do, like start a business, like um, change career, There's a lot of people who've got less outgoings because they're not spending money on travel or clothes or socializing. Um, There's a lot of people in very good positions right now. There's a lot of grants available, a lot of funding available. Um, So I'm always saying to people, like, look for the good money news right now. Um, I've heard so much good money news. And every time I hear someone having good money news, I allow it to strengthen my own wealth consciousness and see how much money, how much demand is available in the world.
0: Okay. So I hope as you're listening in, you got your first beautiful money uh, nugget here, money mindset nugget. And that is go and collect evidence of the people who are thriving and let that strengthen your own money mindset. Like Let that be your guide rather than all the people that are struggling and losing because it's out there. It's existing. We just aren't tuning into that the way we are to the collective noise about what's not working. So that was Brilliant. I totally, I totally love that. You know, there are probably, you know, some common money blocks that you see that are always there, especially in entrepreneurs, women, business owners. What do you think are some of the most common money blocks that are up for people?
1: Yeah. And it's interesting. It's been my experience that women seem to have more money blocks than men. And I'll start with the first one. that I think women particularly seem to um, have more than men and that's around self-worth. So it can be either attaching your worth to money too directly so that if you're making it, you're worthy. If you're not, you're not worthy. Or it can be um, relating it in that you don't want to charge too much. So people will charge by the hour or they'll keep their rates really low Um, so that they don't disappoint people or they don't feel responsible or they don't um, get judged. So we can really tie our um, self-worth to money in those two ways. Um, Next money block would be family and ancestral programming around money. We all come in with it. Um, Some of mine was money is difficult to make. You have to work really hard for money. Um, You'll always be poor. You come from a poor family, this kind of programming and just the behaviors around money that we saw as a child. That's what we come into our adult life and our entrepreneurial journey with. Um, Next one I would say is the fear of being visible. Um, I particularly see this in my community, because money needs to see you. And I know you do a lot of work around this, Melanie. Um, But if money can't see you, and ideal clients can't see you or find you, then money's not going to be able to flow through your business. And so many people have a fear of being judged, a fear of being criticized, a fear of being rejected. And so, um, plus, if you're doing spiritual work, you've probably got some past life stuff when the work wasn't acceptable or it was even dangerous to do the work. You've probably got that as part of the mix. So that would be the um, third one, I'd say visibility. Um, Fourth one, I would say resentments. So when we have resentments, which we all do, um, it blocks money flowing. So. I discovered this when I started teaching my money program a few years ago. And when we got to forgiveness week, it was one of the most powerful weeks and people started having breakthroughs in their income. And what I discovered was that when we hold resentments, and it can be to past business partners, past employers, it can be guilt about wasting money, making bad investments, perhaps being cheated in money, it can be um, around inheritances or rivalry with siblings or not being supported by parents or being judged for the money our parents did have, any kind of resentment linked to money, when that's still sitting in our consciousness, that can block our ability to receive money. Um, and then, so many I could share, I'm just gonna share a couple more. Um, the next one I would say would be the fear of failure. If we're scared to fail, then we're scared to take risks and we're scared to try. And so we don't expand, we don't grow our businesses, we stay small, and then that limits the amount of revenue that we can make. Um, And then the last one I'll share um, is the fear of success, the fear of becoming wealthy, which sounds a bit bit kind of odd, because you think, well, of course I want more money. But actually, unconsciously, a lot of people fear what that could mean. So it could mean more responsibility, running a team, could mean having to hire a financial advisor. Um, One of my, well, my own assistant in my business, just uh, she's in her mid twenties and she just had like a $70,000 week launching an online course. And she freaked out because she's never had that much money in one go. And she had to figure out what do I do with it? How do I handle it? What will my friends and family think? you know, I'm going to be judged, I'm going to be different to them. What about emasculating my husband? You know, what's he going to think that I'm making so much money? So that fear of judgment from others, as well as the fear of burning out, that all plugs into this fear around making more money, we think we just want more money, and it should be straightforward and easy. But there's so much that programming that sits around money and our unconscious that can actually stop us making more and receiving more.
0: It's almost like there's these internal filtering systems going off all the time saying like, okay, so uh, is it okay for me to make more money or not? And and, I, and I'm and i really curious. And, and so I have my own uh, way of looking at the ancestral part that you brought up. I'm really curious how y- you found our ancestry or like our family programming impacting it. Because that's almost like in our blind spot, isn't it? Totally,
1: totally, and this is the one thing that affects everybody. Nobody comes in without money programming from their family. Um, and we've probably got both positive and negative. So, you might have been taught the importance of saving, you might have been taught how to be, um, you know, invest wisely. There's lots of positive programming that can come in. Um, but many of us came from less than affluent backgrounds, and so. We- will be inheriting programs, Um, especially I find for women. um, We may be the first generation, the women that I work with in their sort of mid thirties to mid fifties, we may be the first generation um, of working women in our family, or we may have experienced a mother working but emulating the masculine model of like work hard, um, you know, sacrifice your family. Um, So we can come in with either like, I'm not gonna do that programming, or we can come in with a, a fear of making money and no model because we didn't we saw our mother put family first or we saw her depending on the man for uh, income. And um, we could have got the message that uh, money is a man's job. Um, the way that money was handled in our family as well, that is something we inherit. Um, I remember it being it being a It was never discussed with us as children. It was never for us. I remember my parents, once a month, used to lock themselves in the dining room with the books and the credit card statements and the bank statements. And then they'd come out looking stressed and worried. And it was something shameful, something hidden, something you didn't talk about. um, And definitely not something that seemed very positive. Um, And then it can go back further as well. It can go back to previous generations. So I've worked with clients... Uh, who had trouble kind of getting their dream, their business dream off the ground. And when we traced it back, it could be a shattered dream for a grandparent who had a big financial loss, who who had a business not um, go ahead as planned, or maybe they went bankrupt. So where there's a family history of bankruptcy um, or failed business attempts, that can actually be passed down in the DNA without you being aware. Um, and that kind of guilt and shame, or that feeling of like nothing I do ever works, that is not always yours. That can be passed down through previous uh, generations, um, and be and be impacting your ability to make money now.
0: Hmm. I, I know I picked that up from my ancestor pool, and it was one of my big uh, money breakthroughs. Was to recognize, especially from the female side, how our lineage had been trapped at a certain, in a certain relationship with money. And I, and as I started my business, I I made this covenant with myself and had to do a lot of money clearing, money, energy clearing. But I also made this covenant of, I will be the one who shatters the limits that the females in my family history have set. Like, and I just had to claim that in order to, to shift all of it. So I don't, I don't know. I'm really curious your process, but it is real and it and it can be very um very much in our blind spot to recognize what's really holding us
1: back yeah and that's amazing that you did that work as i said many i feel like this generation women in their 40s 50s we're often the generation who's responsible for doing this for writing a new story around money for the women in our family i mean my mother had a part time job paid nothing. Um, I'm pretty certain that my grandmother didn't work. And so there was no model of women being successful and making money in my family.
0: Yeah. And if it's not modeled for you, then we have to look to other sources because, and I don't know about you, Polly, but for me, one of the things that came up, and maybe as you're listening in, you'll relate to this, like if I could see it existed, it made it easier for me to go for it. So I needed examples in my life of, of women who were financially wealthy and abundant and also good people. Like I needed that to say, it's possible. If it's possible, I can do it too. That was for me, part of what helped
1: me break through. Yeah, super important. And I didn't come in with any of that. I'd never heard of someone running their own business, had no models of that, had no models of somebody doing something they loved and actually enjoyed for work. I had no models of more than enough. It was all just enough and struggle and hardship. Um, So it took quite a long time to realize that what it looked like to be a successful financially empowered woman. Um, And that really came through for me um, I would say once I entered the coaching world, probably um, six, seven years ago.
0: Well, that was uh, what happened for me. Like just, just so I am really painting the picture and and I'm not making it sound like I had that childhood. Like I had, it's like you and I are simpatico here. <laughs> We've had a lot of similar <laughs> paths, I think, but uh, it wasn't until I decided to start my own business and I was failing and I was stuck and I couldn't make more money I thought, I know other women are making money in their business, like, what am I missing? And I started to collect success stories of women who made, a, you know, they were financially abundant. And that was what created a new neural pathway for me. I did not get that growing up, which sounds like you share that story as well.
1: 100%, yeah. It's, um, I remember I was in a coaching program five, six, probably six years ago, 2014, what's that, seven years ago. And I remember seeing a woman in the group who I got along with. And I thought she was really fun. And I remember her announcing she'd had an eighty thousand dollar month, and that just blew my mind. I'm <laughs> like, but she's normal. <laughs> yeah, you know, she doesn't have like superpowers, or you know, she's not Einstein. It was just like, wow, you can actually make that much money. That's crazy. Um, and I remember it was, I think it was the end of my first full time year of coaching. And I remember having a a 27,000 pound week and I realized that that was what I used to earn in my previous job in advertising in a whole year and I was like oh my god that's crazy and I knew that my mother would never have earned that much in a year in her whole life and yeah it's just once we expand and expand and expand and keep seeing more examples. And I always say to my clients, once you've hit a a big month, let's say you've hit 5K one month, you can totally do it again because you've broken through that barrier. If you've done 10K one month, even if your next month is 2K, you can totally do 10 again because you know and you embody and you feel what it's like to make that frequency of money. And money is really energizing. I'm getting excited just talking about (laughs) it. Money is energizing,
0: (laughs) especially when it's
1: flowing. Exactly. You know,
0: This brings up a, an interesting, um, I think this is where maybe one of the blocks kick in for some people. Uh, and I've had my dance with this as well, where I know some uh, entrepreneurs in particular, they have found that groove and they've made a lot of money, but then something happens and they lose it all. What, you know, if somebody's had that experience, there may be this story they make up like, well, I'm not going to be able to keep money or I'm not really good at this anyway, but what do you think's going on for somebody who's in that uh, path of, okay, I made a lot of money, but then I lost it all. And maybe it's a pattern that repeats over and over and over for them.
1: Yeah, so this is an interesting one. Um, I believe it's because our belief system isn't yet congruent with the money we called in. So there's some part of us that doesn't feel worthy of receiving that or worthy of holding onto it. So. Uh, I've worked with clients who will make the money and then they'll manifest a leak in their house or they'll manifest a problem with the car or the computer breaks, so that they don't almost don't have to have the money because it's such an uncomfortable state and so incongruent with the subconscious that believes it's always struggling to survive or that money is bad or money is dangerous or money will cause jealousy that it automatically creates situations to reset you back to no money. Um, so I, I believe that it's because our belief system, our sort of self, our internal worth and deservedness hasn't yet caught up with the income that's coming in. So we're not able to um, hold on to it. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. That's been so my it's almost
0: like it's incongruous. Like the beliefs are, you know, and I know this because I've done the work. And if we dig deeper into it, like there's a vibration that, is attached to believing that there is always financial abundance and there's a uh like a, a vibration that is uh attached to like I don't really believe I can. So it's almost like we maybe we override it for a little bit and we get to that mm-hmm. abundance because but because that core uh, vibration is I'm not worthy or I don't deserve it or I'm not good with money, it can't stay with us. Is that kind of if I unpack that a little bit, yeah. is that what you mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. What it can also do, and I've had this myself, is it can trigger um, other money beliefs programming. Mm, that upper limit. Exactly. And suddenly you make a lot of money and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be completely different to my friends. Everyone's going to ask me for money. I'm going to get judged. Who do you think you are? Or I worked with someone in my recent round of my money program and she. Her family were very successful as a child. And she remembers the hatred they received in the village they lived in. The judgment, the way people actually did not like them because they were rich. And so her challenge is starting to make money but actually being in fear about what that will mean uh, from the outside world. So it can trigger It can trigger um, a lot of stuff. I remember um, a few years ago money's been money's been the sort of alongside the whole journey with me i've had so many learnings and breakthroughs through um, examining my own relationship with money and the flow of money and i remember i started dating someone who had a lot of money and they came to pick me up from a meditation class in their bentley and i was mortified. I thought, oh my gosh, people are going to judge me. They're going to think that um, my business isn't real. They're going to think that I'm just like a rich wife. Um, They're going to think that he's bankrolling my business. I had all of this stuff come up, was triggered. And I actually found it very difficult to date someone wealthy. I mean, I realized it was money blocks, but it triggered a lot of thoughts about what other people think in me. Hmm.
0: So in the work that I do, I always kind of put, the bow on it called internal conflict. Like there's some kind of a conflict deep down inside between that picture or that uh, vision of what we want to create, but that deep penetrating uh, but that goes with it, right? And, And it sounds like that's a big part of your work is helping people dissolve those conflicts and really be able to claim what money can bring. And so I would love to hear like, what is one thing if someone's listening in right now and they're thinking, oh my goodness, they're talking about me, Polly and Melanie, they're like nailing my story right now. I've got money blocks. I know I recognize them now. How can someone start shifting their money block right now?
1: Yeah. So the great thing about this area is it's really tangible and real. This is what I love about working with money. It's either flowing well or it's not. It's either increasing or decreasing. It's there or it's not. So as soon as you start making shifts, you can immediately see if they're working. Um, so the first thing I would do is just to write down everything your mother and your father taught you about money and look what they taught you through their actions, through their words, um, and just see you know what, what was the flow of money like in your household. Um, I always remember being told that, you know, money, money could be spent on education and homes, but money wasn't for fun or play or pleasure. Um, and there was somehow never enough of it, except when it came to education. And then there was always money for tutors. And so looking at um, your family, um, the next thing that's super important to start shifting is where your focus is. So One of my favorite exercises to give people is to track every single day all of the money that comes in and all of the abundance that has a monetary value. So let's say you took me to lunch. I might log thirty dollars on my sheet because that would be the value. Maybe someone gifts you or they give you some extra time as a service or they give you a free cup of coffee. So logging all of those things. And what most people don't realize is there's so much abundance flowing in their life um, beyond cash. And when you start to track that, even if you've literally got no income right now, once you start to track all of the abundance that's flowing through your life, it'll start to change your point of focus. You'll start to feel wealthier, feel more abundant, and that will help you turn the flow of money.
0: So So before you cover that next one, can mm. I just share some a real-time experience of that that's happening right now? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Uh, Cause I think sometimes we hear steps and we think, okay, I'll do that. But I want to bring home how critical that those steps are that Polly just mapped out for you. And also kind of pull the curtain back a little bit and share something that's been happening for my family because uh, I don't just talk about this stuff like we live it. And So as we're airing this episode, we're in the middle of pandemic still. And here in Los Angeles, the entertainment industry has basically been shut down since last March. And uh, there's no opening in sight. (laughs) They keep talking about, but it hasn't happened. And my husband is in the entertainment industry. So what that means is once his shows finished up last season, he hasn't got any new ones, which means he's not working and he makes a lot of money. And so, as I bring, as I want to paint this picture, it's like one of the things we had to look at is like how are we going to navigate this so we don't get sucked into the fear of not knowing when his income is coming back into our home. So we've been doing exactly what you talked about, like recognizing every time the uh, abundance of the universe is showing up in mysterious and sorry, mysterious and magical ways. And it is extraordinary how every month exactly what we need to cover our monthly net has shown up through all kinds of extraordinary, uh, unplanned, crazy things that you know we're like, okay, we don't know how we're pulling it off, but it's just going to happen, right? So it could be my business. It could be things showing up through other sources, but it does work. And if you can pay attention to it, like your fear goes down and your feeling of abundance and gratitude goes up and it just creates more of that cycle. So I wanted to give a real-time example to what you're talking about, because it's not just an idea, it actually really works.
1: Mm, I love that. I love that. And I've been tracking throughout this time. And I also last, the beginning of last year, I ended up manifesting a home essentially for free to live in for five months. And the universe is always delivering, as you said. It's mainly our fear that it won't. It's our projections into the future about ending up on the streets, homeless, what am I gonna do? But with everyone I've worked with, that never happens. And once you really grasp that, as you said, that you're always supported by the universe, then it allows you to let go of some of that fear. And there's just there's just so much abundance around right now. There's so many, so many incredible free resources, free courses, there's discounts on all sorts of things. Um, when you start looking for it, you will find it. So
0: I agree. And I also cut you off on your steps with uh, what, you know, we could be doing to shift those money blocks. So I want to make sure you have time to cover
1: the rest of them. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, I could talk all day. So I'm just tuning into what's going to be most helpful for your people. Um, So we've talked about the family money story. We've talked about changing your point of focus Sorry, one second. That's my little Pomeranian showing me there's an abundance of love available. Perfect timing. <laughs> <Thank> you, <Teddy. laughs> the world is infinitely abundant for Teddy. I mean, for all the dogs, right? They've had their humans around 24 hours a day for a year now. It's a dog's dream, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, where were we? So what else you can do? Um, where is my focus is where you left off. Yeah, look for the opportunities, I would say. Um, I know for a lot of people, they're having to completely restart their businesses, but try to see that as an opportunity. Um, One of the greatest opportunities for me over the last year has been to do a lot of deep inner healing work. And as a result, I've been able to move forward some other areas of my life significantly um, and manifest one goal that I've had for eight years. And I believe that came through as a result of having the time and space to do a lot of healing, a lot of self-development and have no distractions. So it's like it's been um, sort of like fast forward on certain areas, even if other areas like, for example, I did five live events last year in my business. This year I did none. So in other areas, there might be a pause or it's decreasing, but you can look at the areas that you can actually move forwards in learning new skills. Um, I learned how to do Akashic readings, um, which has been really powerful for helping people with their careers and making decisions. Um, I've been studying new marketing things. I've been doing a lot of inner work. So I think looking for those opportunities um, for people. Um, And then... I think right now, I'm trying to make this really specific because we're at such a unique time. I would say being very mindful about the input. So being very mindful about the amount of news and media you consume and who you have conversations that relate to money with. Because it is a more turbulent time for all of us. And so you really want to guard what's coming in. Um, I love to have conversations with people and say, okay, tell me about all the great things that have happened for you recently, or you know, share all of the abundance that's in your life. Just really um, being mindful about what's coming in. That's going to help your um, point of attraction. Hmm. I'm glad you said that.
0: And I think that's a confusing area for so many people, especially um, some of our more logic, practical friends who may need to feel like they're tuning into what's happening in the world, especially through the news. And I just wanna do a follow-up question before we move on because I, I think this is such a misunderstood area. Is your suggestion that people don't watch the news or maybe uh, put a different framework around it? Like how do they navigate that if there's somebody where it's like, I need to be informed, right? Cause I, I am watching a whole bunch of people fall apart and really take the foot off their gas in their business because they've been so enraptured, especially with what's happening in the United States over the last 2020, 2021 uh, timeframe.
1: Yeah, this is really interesting. I think there's a few different lenses you can look at this through. My particular lens, which is not for everyone, is like no news. Personally, um, it does not impact on my ability to serve and deliver what I'm here to do to the world. And it doesn't increase my happiness. Um, So that's, I have quite an extreme position because I don't need to for my day-to-day. I will sometimes occasionally look at it. So that would be position two is just limit. So give yourself like five minutes a day and scan and read the things that are interesting for you. Um, So that would be the second point of view. The third, I'm actually going to share from someone I'm dating um, because he's in business and he is actually passionate about following the news. And so we had a discussion um, when we were in the Maldives a couple of weeks ago. And I said, you know, how do you not let it impact your mindset? And he said, all I see is opportunity. He said, I just see so much opportunity for technology, for business, for making money. That's what I'm seeing everywhere. I'm excited by the change because I know after every um, contraction in the world, after every war or pandemic um, or disaster, there's always um, an expansion that follows that contraction. So he said, I'm always looking for the opportunities. And I'm, and I'm excited about what's to come because things are changing, the way that we do business is going to change, the way people are thinking is going to change. So he said it was actually uplifting for him to see that. So I think it's all about um, what you take from it and how you reframe it.
0: That's brilliant. And I'll just, I'll share my point of view with it because I do want to be informed, but I recognized that th- there is a place where it's too much. And so my rule is, uh, and I'm going to get this saying messed up, so forgive me if I say it wrong, but I think it goes uh, be in the world, but not of the world, or maybe it's the opposite. But the idea is like, you do want to understand what's happening in the world, but you don't have to uh, put it through the lens of it's a problem, similar to the guy you're dating. What if we look at it? It's like, okay, I know what's happening, but now you make up a new meaning for it because i think what many people do is they put the disaster lens on or the problem lens or there's fear and like we have to really pay attention to the energy we attach and the meaning we attach to what's on un- un- being kind of what's unfolding around us and if we can change the dynamic of how we are with information it can and, and if you can't handle that like really limited as you're saying I I I can only handle so much, and then I'm like, I gotta, I can't, no more. We're turning the news filter off because it's just right. too much. Right. Yeah, I love right. that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Polly, I could talk to you forever. I love having, uh, you know, these dialogues about money and how we can shift, basically, our consciousness and our way of being with money, so that we can step into that flow of abundance. Cause we, we both know, and I think as you're listening in, you know, this too. So now it's about practicing. It's about really embodying it. And um, Polly, like if somebody needs some resources here and they want to take this deeper, what would be a first place or first step they could take with you to really go deeper with this work that you're, we're exploring today?
1: Yeah. So I produce some powerful free meditations Um, which basically have energy work in, which is one of the ways that you can shift unconscious limiting beliefs. Uh, super powerful, super fast, super easy. Um, So I would say try one of the meditations and see what the results are for you. That is the easiest, simplest way. And we all need more meditation, calm energy in our lives right now. So that would be the first place to start.
0: Yes. Great. And, and we'll link that up on the show page for you because Polly, if I remember correctly, your, your URL was a little bit long. So head over to the show page. We will make sure it's linked up for you or wherever you're listening. Uh, You should see it right there and you can just click through and and find Polly's uh, meditations. And I, I want to say that when things are really at the highest challenge for me, I do more meditations I'd go deeper into that work and it is very powerful. So I highly recommend Polly's meditations for that. So, Polly, I like to close our conversations here on Amplifier Success with just going a little bit more personal because obviously you shared some of your journey, but there's probably been many twists and turns in your extraordinary journey to where you are now. What would you say is the boldest step you had to make to become? the woman, the successful woman that you are right now in your business?
1: I would be taking massive risks. I'm a huge risk taker. Um, I think the first very bold step I made in this phase of my journey, um, that was three. The first one was leaving my job in corporate with no savings. Um, That was one of the boldest moves, was beginning my business journey. The second bold move was making a big investment in a high-level coach. That really catapulted my success forward. So that was first one of those investments was about six years ago. And that changed everything of how I saw myself, what I thought I was worth, what I thought was possible for me, and what I learned. And then the third bold risk I took Um, is more around lifestyle abundance so um, obviously we didn't know a a pandemic was going to happen and I actually sold my home in London at the beginning of March last year (laughs) headed off to LA and then the pandemic erupted and I wound up buying a house in, in, in Ibiza this year my dream island and so I've been able to yeah, basically spend the pandemic in the most magical place ever and have my own home. That's literally a dream come true. So, and that took a huge, I won't go into the story, but it took a lot of huge financial risks to make that happen. So those big risks every single time, not knowing if it was going to work out, but really daring to bet and gamble big on myself um, because we're the best thing that we can bet on. Mm,
0: I love that. And uh, one last question: If you, if there's one thing you know now that you wish you knew when you started this journey, that could help you accelerate your path, what would it be?
1: Hmm. Interesting question. I'm trying to filter through. There's so much I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm-hmm um first time around i've run two businesses now i've been an entrepreneur for 16 years first time around is that you could learn from others i did everything through trial and error took forever my growth was so slow (laughs) so first thing would be you can cut the timeline um i think i would i would just say that you can think bigger there are not limits to what you can think. dream bigger. And there'll always be someone that's doing it out there already mm-hmm. that you can learn from.
0: Well said. I love it. Polly, thank you so much for joining us today and for bringing such an extraordinary uh, principle and some steps that we can take to help us amplify our reach in the world, but also amplify our financial abundance. I appreciate you and I'm excited to share you with the community. And as you're listening in, I hope you will, uh, especially if the dance with money, there's been challenges, please uh, explore these resources that Polly has shared. Uh, We will link those up in the show notes for you and make a commitment to really dissolve those blocks that come up for you around money and success and allow yourself the ability to soar and to amplify. All right, we'll see you guys all next week for another powerful episode of Amplify Your Success.
1: Thanks, Melanie. It's been amazing being here with you. I've loved our conversation and I just send everybody so much abundance. Don't let this time hold you back.
0: I agree. Thank you, Polly.